0: The idea that we say here that the best way to get out of something is to realize you're not in it is really key. Because if there isn't a the realization you're not inherently in it, your whole life will be about getting out of it in a lot of ways. Because the seeming scary. being in it is what seems to be what's causing all the agitation, yes? So there's a huge imperative to get out of that agitation. It's like a, a never-ending like a fire alarm going off. You may not hear it, but the, there are other aspects of mind that are that is hearing it, yeah. And so there is a there's like a, a posture or a position of seeking all the time to get out of something that you're not inherently in, yeah. In a way that wanting to get out of what of what you're not inherently in is is the act of being in it, yeah. The act of really being in self is this incessant drive to get out of self by shopping, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Shopping, there's nothing wrong with shopping, it's the meaning the mind gives it, yeah? The meaning the mind gives to shopping is <coughs> if they try to escape something that it's not in, that shopping will, will become a form of bondage to it. It'll be like a way of wrapping the chain around yourself. It could be anything. Eating, bondage, sex, you know, not eating, not shopping can be the same thing. Yeah? So the whole system is predicated on a belief of a primary point that may not be true, that you're really in, or you really are what you think you are. Yeah. That, sus- that. There seems to be no suspicion around that. There's suspicions about the qualities of it, can I change it, can I get better, and this and that. But there's not a deep interest or suspicion in maybe I'm not that. Yeah? When that interest and suspicion gets perked up, then something can really shift because, the, in my uh, sense of it, is it's true. It's not. It's an imaginary problem. Yeah? It's an activity. The activity of being in self, and and how we see it when we that in in manifestation, that feeling of being in self is reflected in all these ways we try to get out of self. And so you actually can see if you look this way instead of. Go looking out. on oh, getting out, trying to get ourselves self. If you would look that way, the what the the end, engine of all that moving this way is the belief that you're in self, or that you are something that's really uncomfortable, and all this and all that, yeah. And that movement it will just it, it will just go all these different directions, but it, it's it has the same principle, yeah, to get out of something. Now, if that something you're wanting to get out of isn't real. That's how you are in that something. Yeah, so trippy. Yeah, so all the movements, all the, you know, anxiety, you know, let's get to the next moment. It's got to be better than this moment. Let's go, let's come on, let's move on past. I got that movie tonight I want to go to. Let's get through all these fucking moments. Are such hurdles to when when I get to really have a good time later. Or when I go on my vacation, or when I'm out of this relationship, or when I'm in this relationship, whatever it may be, but there's a giant urge, let's move on, let's move this wagon train, let's go, let's get over, let's get over Donner's Pass, quickly, you know. <laughs> California's waiting, we'll get there, yeah. That uh, that imperative very rarely is looked at, you know. It's just taken to be like almost a natural wind, a natural movement, just like, some places all they get is a north wind. They don't get south east west winds, yeah. So you believe that's it, that's the way life goes. But if you, it, it's that's not the way that's just a way life can go. Yeah. It's not the way life goes, it's a way life can go, predicated on something. And for me it's predicated on the feeling of being a self, a long lasting, independent, separate entity. And you can emphasize every one of those statements long-lasting, independent, like I'm not affected by my outside situations, really. You know, I'm autonomous, a man is his own island. And then separate, which is really incredible emphasis, you know. The sense of separateness from others, you know, from plants, from air, from space. We have more a feeling of being connected with other things, but the no we feel totally separate from. Yes. We don't even really give it much attention whatsoever. Very few people are sitting out here gazing today and to, you know, not looking at anything. They're just gazing, sensing the presence of space. You know? Not too many people. They're more concentrated on looking for something that will make them feel better or get an advantage of something that they have to do so everything keeps going. Like a family and everything like that, all those agendas. And so their tension and interest is on things. And then what happens, like I was, you know, I was watching my friend the other day, and there was a just uncomfortable feeling going on. But how the, the mind and selfing processes it is it puts it into time. So then the real fear that gets provoked, or the anxiety gets provoked, is that this feeling is uncomfortable. Yeah? But that's not what... That's not the meaning that the mind gives it. Is it going to be uncomfortable? Like, later. Yeah? Is this event that's happening now, is it going to keep going? Yeah? And then, oh, I've had events like this before, and they did keep going. Yeah? So there is very little awareness of the exact feeling of what's actually happening. The mind just touches it like... Just... It's like like flies on shit. It touches the shit, but lifts off quickly. Yeah? And then it tells a story about the shit. So it touches the feeling of uncomfortable. But now what you're dealing with is its reaction, the mental process, which is it's going to be uncomfortable. And it's going to get worse. And it's never going to get better. And then the extremes come in. It's always going to be like this. It's never going to get better. Yes? And I've seen it happen to me before, and you have some mythical story. Even if it has kernels of truth, you're not really, the thing isn't being grown by those kernels of truth. It's being grown by the mind's meaning that it's given. Yeah? So what does the mind produce? A sense of anxiety. Or well, what causes what? The mind to contract even more into what? That mental posture, that yogic mental posture of self Yeah, It contracts even more. And then there's more reliance on what's unreliable. And so, more and more, your ability to be conscious, your ability to be aware of being conscious, you are conscious, Yes, you are conscious, but the ability to be aware of being conscious, yeah, to have a reflection of consciousness, instead of a reflection of all the selfing going on, you're actually reflecting consciousness. The mind is reflecting it, like a pool almost, yeah? Instead of reflecting all the agitation of selfing on the surface of the pool, yes, and taking it to be something solid and outside of itself, when the agitation is just the pool, and now it's reflecting emptiness, yeah, which is peace of mind and the whatever. Yeah? So that ability to be aware of the consciousness is is, is uh, hijacked in a way, and now you're hyper-aware, really about the processing of what's happening. Not what's happening, but the mental processing of it into time. you know into, oh, fuck, wow, this is good. this is good. you know? It's not like, what does this mean to me right now? It's, what is it going to mean, really, basically? That's what occurs, yeah? What it means to you has already been hit. Discomfort at that moment, yeah? But what it's going to mean to me is a giant, it just goes off, and it starts processing that possibility, all the possibilities of what it's going to mean to you. And if your processor is, is programmed in the negative bent, let's say, or you tend to look at the glass as half empty, then it's going to go process that, that conscious contact of that uncomfortable feeling and process it into a story that's going to produce what? If you're, the re- if you're reading the story. Anxiety. While you're reading it, while your attention is in there, in that little portal theater, it's going to produce an anxiety in the audience. The mind that's reflecting that and is taking it to be true is gonna be scared. It's gonna be contracted, yes? Yeah? And I just don't mean physically, I mean contracted. Yeah? And then it shows itself physically, yeah? And emotionally and everything like that. Yes? So every time there's conscious contact, the mental process of selfing claims it. Yeah? That's the trick. It claims it. And it's and it's Its flag it puts into everything is, this is me, I'm the thinker, this is about me, yes? And that me is just comprised of lots of fucking means, (laughs) conditionings and everything. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a catacomb of mind stuff, yeah? That seems, by your believing, its main premise, it seems to have flesh and blood, you know, with the body identification. It seems to be me, this is how I really feel. It's not how you really feel, Yeah? You've already experienced or reflected how you feel, the immediate conscious contact. Now it's like the story of you feeling something is now being displayed. Like on the ticket tape. This is not going to be good. (laughs) This continues. Instead of taking action, you're almost paralyzed. Instead of saying, hey, I don't feel well. Don't call up the doctor. You just go into your little cocoon and then it starts processing and expressing all the possibilities that could happen. Yeah. And you live in a form of slavery to that. Because your mind, now taken to be a you, yeah, has has lost the sense of its reflective ability. And now is at the effect of its own reflective ability. Yeah? It's like in the Course of Miracles it would say, we're the dreamer, it would say, it does say, paraphrasing it. it we're the dreamer of the dream. So let's say, seemingly, the dream is being dreamt. So let's say that reflective nature is, allows you to have a dream. Yeah? The dream's happening, and then you... And what happens is we forgot that we're the dreamer of the dream, and so we get, now we give everything we've dreamt all the power to affect us. Yes? So what we're sensing to be the way we travel here is really structured, it's made up, yeah? it's programmed if you want to say it that, it's like, uh, it's a certain paradigm, but it's not the way. Yeah? And this paradigm, I sense, is rooted in the center of it, which is the idea of being a self. So to, for me, after seeing in my own experience and other people's experience, the suffering that seems to go with the uh, slavery to this program, this paradigm, it seemed to me, why just, why try to deal with the effects? Because if you're identified as its center, that would be self trying to get out of self, which is actually being in it. You know? That's even the biggest way of being in it is trying to get out of it as its main product. You know, the feeling of being Paul when Paul tries to get out of it. Every moment I'm trying to get out of it, I'm really feeling like it's Paul. That's the product of the bondage, is the feeling of being Paul. Not if it's in or out of anything, but the feeling that it's Paul getting into something and Paul getting out of something. So, I'm walking around <laughs> as the system, trying to get out of the system. Yeah. Pointless. When I saw that, maybe I'm not that center. Maybe, I might, maybe I'm not what is assumed to be me. And it's a huge assumption. Don't get beyond that. There is a huge assumption in the mind of what you are. <laughs> that huge assumption may not be me. It may not be solid. It may be fluid just like a water running down a stream. Yeah? Could be. Let's check it out. So when I went that way, I saw the possibility that I'm not that. And when I saw that possibility, I'm I'm using the word I, but not as me, but I, I, yeah? I saw that possibility, then I, yes, and could entertain, it could be free of it, yes? Because inherently I am not that, which means the possibility of being free of it is available. If I am that, I cannot be free of it. I can be free as it, which isn't really being free, (laughs) Because if I'm free as it, I'm always going to be bonded again. <laughs> yes, It's never going to become a lasting freedom. It'll be a freedom that I had as a me, yeah, or me had. Yeah, That's not a freedom. I, I found out in my own trucking around. It didn't, it didn't solidify. And I had many moments and epiphanies of freedom, but it didn't really change the basic... Uh, adhesion principle that was in effect because there would always be a claiming of the freedom as Paul felt really free. Paul had this incredible experience so it became a form of the act of bondage the experience of being free. It's crazy. So when I entertain I'm not that, yes my mind could go to the next immediate idea which is hey I can be free of that. And when I'm free of that The constraints of the system that I was living from, or being uh, directed by, yeah, lost its power. Time, you know, the idea that I've got to spend a lot of time to get out of something that I'm not in, seemed totally ludicrous in my mind. Where before, it was a very noble endeavor that I was engaged in for years. It seemed ludicrous in like a nanosecond, in a way. Not bad or good. But ludicrous in its basic drive, which is to get freedom, yeah? Because it became obvious I can't get freedom, yeah? And AA gets close to it by saying you have it by giving it away. It sort of dismisses the idea of getting anything because you actually have it by giving it away. It's the verbing of it is how you have it, It's the verbing of it you have to have it. It's not like in that selfing system... Claiming and privatization and ownership is huge. It's like, that's how the mind that's identified itself says it's your life, because it's claiming. It. Yeah. It's not that it's, it's life, but it claimed it. Yeah. Life is happening, but it claimed it to be happening to you. Yeah. That's not the way it is. Life is happening, but the mind has claimed it to be happening to me. The mind has claimed the processes of this body This mind-body, as he's asked me to say, the process of this mind-body, one of them thinking is, I'm the thinker. I'm the feeler. I'm the this. I'm the that. So the main premise of selfing is it doesn't have a life, so it claims a life. It doesn't claim a life. It claims life, and it makes it a life, and that a life is yours. (laughs) And then once it's yours, then it has carte blanche to start ripping on it. What does it mean? What happened to me? It's a totally different meaning than what happened. The meaning shifts dramatically from what happened to what's happened to me. Incredibly, change. Totally two different flavors. Like you know, Jen, Ben and Jerry's. It's like Buzz, Buzz. You know, die, die, or something. Like it totally changes quickly. Life's happening. A lot of meanings have occurred. Sometimes they're beautiful. Sometimes it's a drag. Whatever it could be life's happening to me is the fertile ground for stories. Lots of stories are written, yes? And so, really, at a point that not life isn't even happening to you, it's just a rehappening, It's a rehashing, it's a rethinking, it's a re-feeling. It's sort of like being on a track, a very boring track, yeah? And what happens, all the mind does is change the scenery around the track so it looks like you're on a new race every day. But it's just props, yeah? It's just like different people, different apartments, different jobs, you know? But the same, 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 same. So everything's being rehashed, refelt. And you believe that if I just got to a point, it would change. That's, the, that's like the carrot in front of the horse in the race, yeah? That this here is just a vehicle to get to that there. The there inherently is going to be much better than here because it's not here. Because <laughs> I don't like here, really. So I want a there, yes? and so, But you don't understand that when you arrive at the there, it's a here. And the same application of I don't want to be here either happens, and then another there has to be made. And oh, isn't it amazing how you have a mythical there, you get there, how quickly the mind rationalizes at, at, into a here. It's as well... It's here, so that's why it's not that there. I've got to get off get my running shoes and I'm running after there again, yes? And there seems to be a, that you believe there's going to be a resting place or an arrival date when I finally arrive, everything's going to be really fucking good. I can't tell you why I know it, but I do. I know it because it's not good now, so it's really going to be good then. Yeah? This is, this isn't, this is fucking slavery. This is like, Entering the hamster cage and getting on the wheel, you know what I mean? It really is. You know, I mean, <laughs> I remember I used to call them five-year Stalinist plans, yeah. So my mind would bring, give me a big plan of how I was going to be happy. Obviously, it wasn't delivering any happiness now, but it was going to. And I f- followed a couple of those plans. I mean, how many more five-year solidus plans do I need to follow to realize they don't work? I mean, the first one told me everything about them all. But I kept doing like a... But I mean, you know, was the sickness. If 60 of them haven't worked, why would the 80th work? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you have to realize it's working is to keep you in the... You know, moving towards... Yeah, that's why, because... Not being conscious of here and now, yes, you're incredibly conscious of there and then. You become a total, full-fledged citizen of the mental realm. You're not reacting. You're not responding to life anymore. You're reacting to it. Yeah? there's a reaction to life, which is a story, and you're playing the role. <laughs> I mean, hook, line, and sinker. You may think that there's an authentic actor, but you you become the character. You know? And part of being the character is the feeling that there's an authentic actor in there. That's that's the fucking character. There's no authentic actor. That's the biggest role we have. I'm going to truly find myself somehow. <laughs> <laughs> as, as, as if that rises you out of the movie. No, I'm the only character here that really is an actor. No. That feeling of being an actor is Part of the characterization of life, by mind. <laughs> so, <laughs> nothing has to be done to this processing at all. Nothing. All you have to do is see it. Yeah. Take the invitation which has been delivered. You've been served the spiritual subpoena. Do whatever. You do, that supports a sort of like, a, at least not a totally insane lifestyle, so that you can get on with things. All so your attention isn't totally absorbed in consequential life, where things are buffeting you all the time and having to be dealt with. You get to a point where you've learned how to live a certain way, yes? And then that point gives you up, the opportunity to entertain entertain some qualities that aren't seen and felt and sensed and tasted and touched but a quality of like the space around us Yeah, you know? maybe to be introduced to looking or inquiring into nothingness you know, to see in a way is to see nothing instead of being addicted to looking for something all these possibilities are, are available right where we are the mind hasn't been crippled by what it's been entertaining It hasn't, it has, no matter how much an identification is occurring, it never, you never become what you're identified as. For you to identify, you must be something first, yes? There must be, well I believe it's no thing, and then the act of being identified. The no thing never becomes, the lady who's crazy and and wants to be like uh, Nicole Kidman never becomes Nicole Kidman. No matter how many plastic surgeries, in a sense, in the movie, she never actually succeeds in the act of being identified as Nicole Kidman. Yeah? It's a lousy example, but there... We are, let's say, no thing and no matter how much the mind wants to identify it as a thing, it never becomes a thing. Yeah? There's no way it can leave its inherent nature and become something extremely, extremely different. Just like self can't be anywhere else other than in the mental process of selfing because it has no existence. Yeah? It's an um, it's an activity of appearance. Yeah, it's a it's like a facade, a mirage. Yeah, so that mirage can't leave the mirage producing machine and appear to be real anywhere else. You're not going anywhere. You're not leaving here, as Michelle. <laughs> Maybe you are. I could be mistaken. What information I've had isn't there. Is, <laughs> Paul ends here. <laughs> the sense of being Paul ends with the demise of the body. <laughs> and be sure of it, the body's going to end. You know? If you, no matter how long-lasting you are, wouldn't long-lastingness, if it was going to come to an end, provoke anxiety? To the one who thought it was long-lasting, because he probably wouldn't think it's long-lasting enough. (laughs) I want to be a little more (laughs) longer-lasting, yes? (laughs) It's obviously going to produce anxiety. No matter how long you think you're going to last, you're not going to last for that long. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to come to an end. Oh no! (laughs) Shit, what did I miss? Basically everything, bro. What? (laughs) What do you mean? Yeah, you had no sense in nothing, you missed everything. Well no. Oh, give me some more time as this long-lasting independent separate entity. <laughs> Transfer my consciousness into a robot so I can be robotic ball. <laughs> it's like instead of fifty laps, you make it 150 laps. The race doesn't change. <laughs> Just slavery to selfie. I got out of self by being in a robot. <laughs> now I'm a robotic self. Fuck. <laughs> now my concerns are oil and <laughs> lubrication and tires. <laughs> How do my tires look? Very oh, nice. I'm really looking pretty good as a robot. I've got a nice profile. <laughs> you think anything would inherently change? Mental process would be screaming. <laughs> we're lucky this place comes to an end. Seriously. I mean we're an, we're like an addict that has too many enablers. So we have to have a a, a finish point where it all is over. Because we just keep on going selfish like crazy. We gotta have no fucking that's it. You're all gonna die sooner or later. What? Yeah, you'll finally be saved. <laughs> only in time, <laughs> it, has no, it has no influence on timelessness, you can't hurt yourself either. <laughs> you can be deluded as hell, but it can't become a state. You can't be deluded. You can be deluded as hell, but you can't be deluded. You're not deluded. You're a clear, incredibly wide, open, sky-like mind. nature doesn't get lost. It only gets to be lost if you believe it to be lost. And for you to believe it to be lost, there must be a you to believe it. We don't give a shit about the believing or not believing. We're questioning the you. There's no you that believes it. There's no you that doesn't believe it. And the sense of skylike nature will just bleed through all the shenanigans that happen. It's inevitable. Watch your system of thought when it has the sense of it's being your life what does it do it processes everything what's its basic bottom line processing everything time yes. where does it come from with all of its information from a mental realm called the past where, is, where does it get applied to to a mental realm called the future where is all this op- activity being uh, attended to right now what does that attendant to that cause unconsciousness to what's happening? Yeah. How could it not? If all you're attending to and interested in now is the reaction to the, of the mental process to what's happening, then you are not really reflecting the awareness of what's happening. You're reflecting the interpretation of what's happening. Yes. Yeah. And that sense has, it's about me, and I'm the one who's thinking these things. And therefore, when you're in that deep feeling of being you and thinking about it, it's already completed its mission, the mental process. It's produced the sense of self. It doesn't give a shit if you swim good upstream or fight a shark in it. It's got you in the pool. You're identified. Everything is seen as it's happening to you. And that's the way this thing looks at it. But you don't have to have the complete feeling of it. You can see it happening to this, but this isn't me. It's somewhat of an immunity to it, and so you start traveling here you know? While you're traveling lighter, maybe your attention and interest is drawn more to light. Yeah. You know? So all the interest and attention on things starts losing, getting lost, and now you start being interested in intending nothing. And it produces or. Its influence here is a sense of presence, a feeling of lightness as you travel through whatever's here, whatever life has in store for us. nice way to go. Totally able to be relied on because it's not of time and it's not based on you. If it's based on you, it's totally based on something incredibly unreliable. Like in AA it says, why do you have so much fear? Isn't it because self-reliance has failed you? When you're relying on you, you're going to feel the effects of unreliability all day. You're going to be fucking worried. And the mind's going to take that ball and run with it. How can you call it off the field? You're paying its contract. You're the self that's running around, going crazy. And the mind loves that little activity. No matter how much uh, collateral damage is created, no matter how much anxiety and suffering there's a sense of cherishing that self. You're in love with the you know the failed poet or the drunk writer or the you know the mind loves this stuff. I don't know this worked for me. I heard it started entertaining it seems to and it it's coming to fruition as a verb it's not an event. It's constantly coming to fruition to fruition, yes? There's no way you can have it because it's all nature's giving away. <laughs> you can't have it. It's very difficult to have giving away. <laughs> you can't grab it like your old you know, this is my parents or something, you know. It doesn't work. You have it, but you know. the mind is very nimble. Yeah? It's gotten lazy and fallen asleep identified as a thing, yes? Like dormant. And a lot of times it likes to take the position of victim murder, yes? But you think you have no say in what's happening to you. And it has all these, like, streams of... Uh, they're like I was saying, they're like membranes. They're clear. Like, looking looks like seeing, yeah? They're clear. But if you have a membrane around you, yeah. And then you'd still be able to see through it pretty clearly. But if you had another membrane around you, it would start getting a little bit dull, eh? You'd still be seeing, but it would be not it would be a little cloudy. Another membrane, it's gonna start affecting. Yeah? Another membrane. They're all clear, they're all clear, but put together, wrapped around, after a period of time, it's like having like a a see through cloth, like a mummy, yeah? You, you can still see, but it's not a clear seeing. It's like, it's all, it's like looking out of the bottom of a Coke bottle, so to speak, you know? It's all distorted. So, the seeing is there, but it's been so distorted, it's turned into a form of looking called self-centeredness. Yeah? So, the seeing is going through these mental membranes of selfing, and when it goes through them, by, when it, it the world appears and now it's looking. It's fueled by seeing, because all that's all there is, is that awareness. But now, that seeing is turned into like an interpretive form of looking called self-centeredness. Yeah. And to me, that's what, you know, everyone's trying to recover from something here. I would say that's the initial, like, distortion. And then, some of us in this room, we have a little tweak of that called alcoholism, which is an extreme subdivision of self-centeredness, yeah? The distortion is really strange, because everything instead of being magnified out there, it's magnified here. It magnifies back at this. So we get really self-centered. Yeah, <clears throat> Like all our attention goes out there, but it's, it's like looking the other way in a magnification glass. We think we're looking out, but we're looking, and then all of it's back to us. Yeah. So all of our looking just magnifies us all fucking day. And it gets unbearable, so you want to get relief. I mean my head was un- really uncomfortable since I was pretty young. Because it was thinking about itself all day and it didn't have any idea what that self was, but it was sure thinking a whole lot about it on a lot on of a, a negative, uncomfortable side. So every time I had contact, the magnification to um, everything's pertaining to me was fucking unbearable. I wanted to get high. I wanted to get out of that. I didn't realize that getting out of self as a self is being in self. <laughs> I had no idea that was what was going on because I was a perfect devotee to drugs. I mean, I'm not a perfect devotee to any spiritual group or guru, but I was a perfect devotee to drugs. I gave up my whole life. I would do anything for it. I was treated visually by it and kept going back. I gave all the money I ever had to it. All these things that people do to gurus—I already did—to cocaine, and they, and its little you know saints and mahatmas, all the coke dealers and everything. <laughs> I went to all the pilgrimages, you know, in Miami, everywhere. I did the whole routine. I was a true devotee. And if any—if you could transcend this place, that could have done it for me. But I realized you can't transcend an imaginary place. You can't get out of what's not happening. It's impossible. There is a solution. The solution is the problem isn't really the problem. The problem I would say is the act of being identified as what you're not. You can just let that in, see how it cooks, do your little lifestyle of recovery, it's a sound lifestyle. It it it, it breeds a, a a clearer way of manifesting you, yeah? with that possibility, entertain what's said and then see how it works for you. Yeah. That's what happened. My mind came out of the yogic posture and I realized that coming out of the yogic posture is the receiving of the invitation. There's no invitation to receive. The invitation is like a catalyst that triggers that thing coming out of that little mental cocoon. And it's that coming out of the mental cocoon, that's the message. Mind opens up to mind. Out of my mind, me, you know, comes out of that me, and now it's 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 it's, there's a there's just a sense of its nature, which is not a thought system (coughs) circulating around one planet called Paul. It's not that thought system is just a very small activity of of the brain, yes. questions today.